The relationship between parents and their children is complex. We see examples of children with similar characteristics to their parents, closely following in their footsteps and continuing their efforts and legacies. And we also see examples of children paving their own path, sometimes appearing to move in an opposite direction from their family. Yaakov and Esav are opposing characters. One is a conqueror, a hunter, and a man of the field. The other is an intellectual, a man of integrity and perfection, who dwells in houses of study. Judaism recognizes the contributions of nature and nurture in the formation of the human personality. The Pasuk in Breshit Chafhe Chafzayan reads, Vayigdelu Hanearim, Vayehi Esav, Ish Yodea Tsaid, Ish Sadeh, Vyakov Ish Tam, Yoshev Ohalim. The boys grew up, and it was that Esav was a man of skilled hunting. He was a man of the field. While Yaakov was a man of perfection or integrity, a dweller in tents. Now Rashi explains He's seems to be explained that the Pasuk says the boys grew up, and then behold, Esav was turned out this way. He says, the entire time that they were little, they were younger, they were not really distinguished or distinguishable in their actions. And no one paid particular attention to them, mativam, what their uh, different natures were. Once they became 13, this one went and separated towards the house of study, and this one went to the house of uh, idol worship. Interestingly, Rashi asserts that the difference in character between Yaakov and Esav was not readily apparent. But according to this version of Rashi, at least, it would have been noticeable had it been examined more closely. Rashi's approach is based on the Midrash Rabbah, and it says, And they grew up. This is Samach Gimel, Yud 6310. It's uh, analogous to myrtle and wild roses, that they grow alongside one another, and once they grow and blossom, this one gives off a pleasant scent, and this one gives off thorns. Um, so too, all the first 13 years of Yaakov and Esau's life, they would go to school and come home. After 13 years, this one went to houses of study, and this one went to houses of idol worship. Amar Rabbi Elazar, so Rabbi Elazar says, Adam Ad A person must be 
on top of their children until they're 13. Mikan ve'elech tzarech sheyoma baruch shepitarani from here, from there onward, a person must say, uh, "Blessed is uh, is Hashem, apparently, that exempted me from the either punishment or burden of uh, of this one." So that's the uh, that's the midrash. So the analogy is that these two plant species grow alongside one another at first, but over time, their difference in nature becomes apparent to all. The Midrash also implies that Yaakov and Esav received a uniform education. They both went to school and came back from school. Rav Hirsch builds on these elements in explaining the evolution of their respective personalities. In his commentary on Breshit, Chav Hay, Chav Zayin, 25-27, he says the following, In observation made by our sages indicates that the sharp contrast between the two grandsons of Abraham was caused not only by their natural tendencies, but also by mistakes in their upbringing. As long as they were little, no one paid attention to the differences hidden in their, hidden in their natures. They were given the same upbringing and the same education. Their parents overlooked the cardinal principle of education, chanoch lanar alpi darko, bringing up each child in accordance with his own way. Each child should be guided in accordance with the path intended especially for him, the path that suits the qualities and tendencies latent in the depths of his personality, and thus he should be educated both as a man and as a Jew. The great Jewish task is basically one, but the ways of its fulfillment are manifold and diverse, as human character traits and paths of life are manifold and diverse." End quote. Rav Hirsch is indicating that our approach to parenting must be flexible. We may have a uniform overarching objective to support the development of the humanity in each person we nurture, but the methods, approach, and even the final product must be as varied as each face and human personality. The Gemara in Brachot on Nunchet Amad Aleph says, Tanu Rabbanan, our sages taught Haroa Uchluse Yisrael, one who sees a multitude of the Jewish people, and Rashi indicates this would be a, a 600,000. Omer, he would say, Baruch Chacham Harazim. Blessed is Hashem who knows all secrets. She'en da'atam domeh zelazeh, because their minds are not like one another. Ve'en partzufehen domim zelazeh, nor are their faces like one another. So when a group of the Jewish people gathers together, we make this blessing whose wisdom knows all secrets. God can see that the minds of the people are as diverse as their faces. It is apparent to God how they all fit together into a single nation. It may not be immediately apparent to us with our limited knowledge, but we must recognize the larger idea that the tapestry of Judaism has many roles and colors. There is room for contributions from the personality of Yaakov, as well as someone with the raw characteristics of Esav. The children's nature could not be changed, but the nurture they received could have been different, tailored to the particular needs of each child. Therein lies the challenge for parents and teachers to promote the maturation and blossoming of each unique individual.